Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of Block Talk Radio. 
This is the host, Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. I want to thank y'all for again joining me for another night of uh, exciting uh, intellectual stimulation, spiritual stimulation, um, just whatever you want to call these shows where a lot of knowledge is exchanged, from, be it from uh, you to me or me to you, uh, and hopefully from the most high to all of us. I take these shows very, very serious, folks. That's one of the reasons I don't do them every week now. And um, that don't mean that when I did them every week, I wasn't serious. It's just that I, if I don't have the spiritual energy and the uh, seriousness and the, just the maturity that comes with doing a show, I just won't do them. And so uh, right now I'm going through a lot on my job, and, and like we all go through a lot on these jobs, and in my personal life, and it's just hard to pull these shows out spiritual energy it takes to do these shows. But tonight, here we are again. We did a show on last night. It's been a while since I did a back-to-back. But I figured this show, uh, this subject, Dark Girls, is worth it. So that is why we're doing a show back-to-back. Uh, Dark Girls, uh, uh, last night the show went very well. I uh, enjoyed the response I got from many of you. I enjoyed all of the comments. Just, I really just thank y'all for uh, just that. That's the kind of show I wish that I can have every single week, where you get a lot of people to call in and a lot of comments and and, and perspectives that I feel was straight from, uh, you know, in some cases inspired by the Most High. I'm not afraid to say something that's inspired of the Most High. So anyway, we're expecting a lot of friends again tonight. I've invited a few people. And uh, as usual, I'm going to give them time to call and uh, be a part of the show. But right now, for those of you that are here early, I just first of all want to thank you for being here early and thank you for supporting Five Smooth Stones. Uh, These five messages we have tried to get out for many uh, years now. Well, not many. I'd say three now, three years strong. Um, And many of you get the message. Many of you understand that what we're teaching or trying to teach or trying to preach is definitely something that the Father would want in his kingdom. And so we are definitely building a kingdom over here at Five Smooth Stone. It is all about the Father. It is all about his love. It is all about his mercy. It is all about what he is doing on the planet. And if we find ourselves doing anything different, my friend, we are wasting your time. So I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to just be somebody doing blogs and trying to get people together and just run my mouth. I really am trying to put out truth that make you free. I'm trying to produce truth that make you free. It don't have to come from me. It can come from some of the callers. But I'm trying to produce truth that make you free. And what better truth to start with than your own testimony? Okay, so uh, tonight is one of those shows that really is nothing more than a testimony of mine. I, too, have felt like dark girls. I, too, have felt like uh, my skin was a curse. I, too, have felt like being um, lighter was better. I, too, have felt like you know, the world was set up for those lighter people, all even white people. I, too, have thought these lies for many years. So I understand the film, Dog Girls, and what Bill Duke was trying to do. By disagreement, my um, 
I can guess I'd say disagreement with working in doing this movie is I think it's very one sided. I do think there's people that take great pride in being dark skinned. They ain't trying to hide it. They love it. They wouldn't take it no other way. And uh there then there are those who are ashamed because they don't know history, they don't know the truth of uh that we some of the things we talked about on yesterday and for that reason they suffer low self esteem, self abuse, uh self hate and the list goes on. So tonight we are here again talking about self hate, um self abuse, um low self-esteem, all that comes from being dark. And we're also going to talk about some solutions again tonight, and that is what the Scripture has to say, what the Father has to say about people on this planet calling his dark people cursed, calling his dark people uh, a second a second thought or afterthought, um, trying to imply that there's something wrong with his people that happen to have a little bit more melanin than other people. We're going to find out uh, just what the Father has to say about that. But before we get into all of that, like I said, I want to give our friends a little bit more time to come and join us. So y'all know how to always like to uh, include songs and and just different things to um, audio-wise that would uh, not just entertain us, but inform us. And that's what I'm going to do now with the song here in a little bit. Um, But before I even do that, I just want to remind everybody something I didn't do yesterday. I did not remind y'all about the website. Well, maybe I did. Now I think about it. I think I did. So, okay. Points for me there. I did do it. So I want to again remind y'all about the website I don't push it that often. It's probably why it's still in this infant stage. But we we do have members. We do have members, and they are um, talking to each other and contributing to the website with articles and different things. That's what we want. The website is www.5smoothstones.webs.com. That's five smooth stones, just like it sounds. F I V E S M O O T H. S-T-O-N-E-S, com. Please go there, join. All we ask for is just an email address and just whatever name you want to go by and um, enjoy the the, uh, the documents that will be coming in the future um, and enjoy the videos that's there, enjoy the audios that's there, uh, the different audios from different people, different topics, different one of the five moves topics we talk about all the time, and um, leaving pictures of me traveling throughout the world, they're there, um, so it's a lot to, on that little website, and more is coming, more definitely is coming, some of y'all haven't been in a while, go check it out, 5smoothstone.webs.com, also, I am on Facebook, so if you are listening to this show, in order for you to click on the link you would have to, in order to be listening to the show, you would have had to had to click on the link. If you look at that link, you should see on there, um, on the front page, uh, it's talking about what Five Smooth Stones is. Uh, if you'll look on there, you'll see a link to Facebook. And you'll also, if you read the description at the very end of the description of what Five Smooth Stones is all about, there's a link to my personal library, 
Many of you like to read books from scholars and scientists and ministers and so forth that really have uh, a lot more information with regards to these five topics. This is where you should go. Actually, it's more than just five topics that's covered in my library. Lots of stuff is there. Go to the library. I'm telling you, a lot of great authors there that have helped mold me, and I believe that they were God sent. Okay, I'm not going to endorse every single person there as being a a God-fearing person, but I will say everybody on there contribute to me being a God-fearing person. Okay? It's a difference. Folks, listen. Yesterday, I forget anything before I do go, uh, I think got everything. Oh, don't forget the archives. We have lots of shows. Many of you asked a lot about leprosy and our white skin in ancient biblical times, you want to know more about that, please go into the archives. That's blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones, S-T-O-N-E-S, five smooth stones. Go into the archives. Go to the very back to the first and second and third shows. As far back as 2011, I think around, just go back to the first show. I think it started in February. But go back and listen to a show called Bible Leprosy. Look at every single, uh, listen to every single video, which you're going to be doing. It's going to take you a while because I have about 20 of them. Dealing with Old Testament leprosy, which is nothing more than white skin, be it uh, a white skin as we know it today, like albinism, albinoism, or it may be a vitiligo where a person is turning white slowly. These conditions in Bible days were not considered a disease, never ever was it considered a disease, but a plague. Often people were turned white by the prophets. I mean, folks, this is your Bible. I know how I sound, but it's your Bible. I didn't make it that way. Don't argue with me because that's what it would happen. I don't know what's all the reason behind it. I'm just saying it happened, okay? Okay, you and I can't change the past. We just can uh, simply read it and try to understand it. Um, we wasn't there. Uh, we just have to ask the most how to, to reveal to us why these things be. But it is true. In the Bible, white skin was looked at as a curse. We'll get into that a little later on. But anyway, I brought all it up to say that we have these teachings on Bible leprosy. At least one call it Bible leprosy because it's leprosy today. Some of y'all always getting confused, thinking that's the same leprosy of the Bible. It has absolutely positively nothing to do with leprosy of the Bible. Absolutely, positively, nothing to do with leprosy of the Bible. Absolutely, positively, nothing to do with leprosy of the Bible. Okay? So check those out. The website, um, the uh, Facebook and Blog Talk Radio Archive. Go into those and just really enjoy what the Most High have done with us uh, over the years. How he has sent people with a word, knowledge, insight. And know this show, Five Smooth Stones, everything we try to do over here at Five Smooth Stones is rooted and grounded in love. We ain't trying to hate on nobody. We ain't trying to promote hate. We don't in- invite it. We don't want it. We don't entertain it. So many of you, when y'all heard these messages of freedom, I call them freedom messages um, because it liberates 
And it only just liberates black people or so-called black people. It liberates humanity because humanity has questions about melanin. Humanity has questions about dark skin. Humanity has questions about why things are the way they are. So, again, again, please check out those three, all right? At this time, I want to go ahead and I want y'all to check out this song. Uh, uh, just a little something to just put on your mind, and we'll be right back, okay? This is just a little something to put on your mind. Because um, we, we, we're we talking about dark skin, and I want y'all to understand that uh, God never did curse us black. He never did curse us brown, okay? This is a lie straight from the pit of hell, straight from the pit of hell. And, uh, <laughs> you know what, the more I think about this, the more I'm just getting a little bit angry all over again from last night, just how we have been tricked into believing and buying this lie um, that, the darker you are, the the, the more uh, you need to be apologetic and you need to be um, uh, in the back and you need to be second, uh, thought of second, and all of these pain that people have went through that, that wear dark skin. Remember, anything past paper, uh, paper bag uh, color is what this is all about. So tonight, this is the OJ. This is the Owen. Y'all might not have heard of this, the old ship with a heart. I like this song because it just kind of reminds me of our past. And, you know, on this show, I believe those ships was a prophetic. Uh, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 68 talks about um, the nation of Israel being put in ships and, and scattered throughout the four corners. Every time I hear this song, I think of that. And what plays a part in that is that brown skin, okay? Because the Israelites, the true Israelites, the true Jews were people of color. I believe that with all my heart. And the Bible talks about that, too. So it's definitely in line with the conversation tonight, even though it's talking about slave ships. Definitely talking about a people uh, scattered throughout the four corners, uh, dark-skinned people. Israel said it many times in the book of Lamentations, and hopefully we'll get into that. Our, our face was blacker than the oven. Our visage was blacker than a coal. This is in the book of Revelation. I mean, this is in the book of Lamentations, uh, chapter 5 to be exactly in chapter 3. Israel come out and just describe what she looked like. And she said it was because she was starving to death. Her kids were starving to death. Her and her people was hungry, and the famine was among among them. But no matter how hungry our white brothers and sisters get, they never can say that their face was black in the coal or their visage was black in the oven. So Israelites were certainly dark-skinned people, just like the show tonight, Dark Girls. So this is just a little something from the OJs and the old one talking about the slave ships. We'll be right back and um, this is giving our brothers and sisters a little bit more time to get to the show. So y'all enjoy this. I know I will.
that play in the background. I mean, I just song it's just, I know it's all that slavery and that's the past. Why we got to think about that? Why you got that plan? I just like hearing the scriptures being fulfilled in real life. And I hear him saying, like he's saying, you know, do this, do that, just then, in the song, you're my slave. It, it just reminds me of what God said, the Most High said Israel would go through. All of the scriptures fulfilled. And uh, again, these people were very dark-skinned people. And I went ahead and looked this up for y'all. Actually, I'm looking it up now. Because I want y'all to know that we're making this stuff up. And so when you see uh, dark skin being persecuted, when you see dark skin people being uh, uh, treated less than, y'all think it's just people acting up. Y'all don't understand that this stuff is all prophetic. You don't understand that the most I already said thousands of years ago before any Israelite was scattered throughout the four corners when they were still in the land. And um I just want y'all to know that Lamentation 4 and 8 Lamentation 4 and 8 is where it says um, Their visage Speaking of Israel Is blacker than a coal Their visage Visage means face Their face is blacker than a coal Okay That's Lamentations 4 and 8 Lamentations 5 and 10 says, Our skin is blacker than a oven. Lamentations. Talking real slow, y'all can write this down. 5 and 10. Israel is talking about how they was going through hunger and their skin was blacker than the oven. And uh, the observation is, no matter how much famine our brothers and sisters with that is less pigmented, no matter how much pain they go through, they can never say their skin was black like an oven. So even though Israel was going through famine and they was not feeling good, probably sickly, this nation was talking about how their skin was that dark. And if their skin was that dark, what was it before the famine? Had to have been at least brown. And I know some people might say, well, Seth, what is the purpose of this show? And I'm glad you asked. The purpose of the show tonight is to show beyond any shadow of a doubt, if you just have an open mind, how the Father always favored it. Well, that's the wrong word. Have the Father literally chosen, maybe we need a stronger word, chosen to make humanity from very dark melanin. And I'm going to stress tonight two words, very dark. 
let me just say this, folks. The ultimate goal of doing these shows at Five Smooth Stone is to be used of the Father to bring men into a more harmonious relationship with him. It is to encourage brothers and sisters, including myself, even though I'm doing the show, and sometimes I have on guests, it's encourage all of us to remember the Father's goodness, love for us, kindness he had been to us, and that he had never, ever uh, did anything to his humans to that didn't bring life, that didn't... The scripture said, says, let me just quote the scripture, that would be better. The scripture says, the thief but coming but to kill, steal, and destroy but then the scripture said with regards to the Messiah that he came, that we have, may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. And the Father, the Messiah, of course, pointed us to the Father. The Father says in John 3.16 that he so loved the world. He didn't say that he loved the world, but he so loved the world that he sent the Messiah to make a better way for us, take away our sins, we can walk boldly into his throne room, which is now a place in our heart. But one day, we will see him face to face. I believe that. This show, myself, the people I invite on the guest, this guest on this show, is trying to do nothing more than present truth that unite the righteous. Yes, I must admit, a lot of these shows do cause division. We're not trying to divide righteous with righteous. We're trying to put forth truth, and truth, truth divide by itself wicked from righteous, wicked from the righteous. So when Christ said, I have not come to bring peace but a sword, that's all he was mean. He just came to do his father's will, and in doing his father's will and preaching what his father showed him, it does divide, but it also unites. It unites the righteous and divides the wicked from the righteous. Simple and plain. These words tonight will do just that. These words will divide, but they will only divide the wicked from the righteous, simple and plain. That is the only division that I welcome to this show. Folks, listen, tonight I'm going through the same things I always go through on these shows. I'm having problems logging on, and I know beyond a shadow of doubt why that is. Some of you might not, but I know. The enemies. I don't know who they are. It may not necessarily be blog talk. It may be some of the people listen. I don't know who it is, but I go through this all the time. So what I want to say to everybody is, if for some reason I get disconnected, please stay tuned. This show is not going to go until you hear me say good night. We ain't off the air yet.
okay? I I literally have two different computers trying to log onto the site, and I do this as a backup. Neither one of them can go into the chat room. Well, a couple of them, well, let me just say this. This is just not working. I don't want to let everybody know what I'm doing. They don't know how, then they don't know how to shut it down. So listen, folks, tonight it's about you. You. I'm talking to you, listener. You listen to me right now. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to one person at a time. And I'm saying this to you tonight. If you hear something that will offend you, be you a so-called Caucasian person, no brother Seth is not out to offend anybody as far as uh, if they are righteous and trying to do what's right. If you're wicked, and your intentions are not good, and you're coming to try to see what I'm about and try to take ideas from me to build your own. You just got the wrong motive, or maybe you're one of our white brothers and sisters, and you come in here just to hate and don't want to halfway hear nothing, then, yes, you're going to get offended because this truth is going to offend you. It just will. Your heart's not right. But I promise you, tonight I'm doing this show, part two from part one on yesterday, to lift uh, humanity, especially those that wear this brown skin, this dark skin, been lied on for many, many years. So what I want to do, I played yesterday part one, and I think I might have even gotten into part two, but I want to play part three and part four, and maybe a little bit of Dr. Jablowski, if possible. I want you to hear what this woman has to say about dark-skinned people. This is a so-called white lady. And I say so-called, I need to probably go to the glossary here with some people. When we say white skin, or white people, rather, white people, we really, I really don't believe there is a such thing as a race based upon color. It's official. No knowledge. This is a people. I don't believe it. I don't believe that white people is a people. I don't believe that black people is a people or is a nation either. The people are the Most High sees nations, and there were seventy nations back in Genesis two. Those are the only technical nations. You know, whether it was the Jebusites or Hittites or Israelites or Egyptians, these were nations that the Most High actually acknowledged. Period. All these new nations that have been birthed from, you know, a crew taking over the government and getting some tanks and guns and men together, just taking some land, I don't think he acknowledged it at all. Europe, for sure, is not a nation, a biblical nation, per se. Now, or Britain or, or even Spain, I don't think none of those scriptures exist, none of those places exist in the Bible. I believe they are part of a nation. But we don't even know what that is because it's been mixed so much. And I believe that those different regions are, like I said, are part of different nations, the, the, this region, that region. But where they 
start and stop, I don't know. The only thing we know for certain is who the Israelites are. And we know that because of who lives out the curses or the blessings. Most I said in Deuteronomy 28 through his servant Moses, that certain things would happen to the Israelites. And this is why we believe that African Americans is one of the lost tribes because the Most High, through Moses, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, says that these things are going to be upon the Israelites forever. The actual verse says, and they shall be upon thee, speaking of blessings and curses, and they shall be upon thee, speaking of blessings and curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, for a sign, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. So yes, we believe that any nation, any group of people that these blessings that mirror these blessings or that mirror the curses are indeed the true natural biological Israelites. We don't trust no DNA. It's too political. We definitely don't trust America's uh, account of history, too racist. The only thing that's error-proof is these prophecies. And the Israelites, the Israelites, in 2013, is going to be living out these prophecies, either the blessings or the curses. And African Americans wear these curses. They don't wear the blessings. They wear the curses stronger than any other nation. Having said that, I don't believe that African Americans just curse, 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 curse. And we still talk about dark skin. Oh, yes, this is all about dark skin. If a household within this nation Seek the Most High. Seek the Most High with all their heart. They can enjoy the blessings even though they're in a nation that's walking out the curses. Case in point, look at Israel. All throughout the scriptures why Israel was in captivity, there's all kind of Israelites enjoyed the blessings. And I'm talking about the prophets, a lot of households, a lot of uh, even um, women that wasn't married enjoyed the Most High's favor on their life in the midst of captivity. I believe that our nation is going through the curses, but I am not cursed because I've accepted what the Father did through the Messiah. And you don't have to be cursed as well, even though our nation walked out the curses. What do I mean by that? Let me just hit that a little bit stronger. When we say our nation, even though we're born in the United States of America, we this, I don't believe, is our nation. I think we have the right to uh, some of this wealth. I think because we die in these wars called the United States, we know we're in the military, the Air Force, Marines. I think it should be definitely a part, uh, we should have a part of this nation. For sure. Maybe some art would even argue we should be uh, not part, but all of the nation. But I'm going on how we are treated as, as human beings. You can say all day long, we're, we're, we're this, we're that. But at the end of the day, what kind of rights do we have really and truly? It may be rights on the book, but how do our people live? 
we had to create some call affirmative action to make sure that we have a proper uh, representative in these uh, corporations. That's just how bad it is. And if this affirmative action went away, you know, did that all of a sudden our white brothers just decide to do what's right and hire according to talent instead of color? Well, some of them, sometimes, but not all of them. And until these happen, this is in the area of economics. We are more than just people that spend money. We are uh, also uh, believers that go to church and the racism and the, and the um, abuses in the churches. I'm talking about abuse because of race. And uh, there's all types of uh, just disenfranchisement. Uh, what's the way I'm looking for? There's all types of abuse. There's all types of disrespect. There's all types of uh, oppression in us as the people in this nation. You can keep saying it's your nation, it's your nation, it's your nation. I think it should be, and I think we should say our nation. But we need to not be fooled into thinking uh, we are from the United States. Our forefathers are not from the United States. Our forefathers are from the continent of Africa. And from Africa, we all, humanity, was dispersed throughout the planet. And there is a group of people that winded up being in the land of Israel after certain episodes, this, that, and the other, whose father was Abraham. And the Most High made a pact, a covenant with Abraham, that he would bless his seed. But he told him point blank, your seed is going to be great. Talked a lot about the greatness of what he was going to do with his seed. But he talks about how they were going to captivity. But don't worry, because in the fourth generation, well, he said they would bring him out of captivity. So Moses had, Moses was told that he was going to be made a great man and his seed would be great. Then he went on to tell him that his seed would go into captivity, but that they would be delivered. But then again, in the fourth generation, they were going to captivity again. I want to flip-flop over to Moses speaking to the Israelites after they was formed as a people, all 12 tribes. He's speaking to them in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46. Moses said to him, however, that the calamities that there was going to come upon them if they disobeyed, the, 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 the curses that would come upon them if they disobeyed, would be, or blessings, or blessings would be on them forever. If they obey as a country, as a nation, they would be blessed above measure. Talks about how they would be the head as a nation. I'm not talking about households, individual households. I'm talking about an entire nation would be blessed with whatever they endeavor to do. Whatever they touch will be blessed. Said that they would lend to many nations, lend to a nation. That's lots of money. Lend to nations but never borrow said that this nation of Israel would be the head and not the tail. Brother Seth, I thought you were talking about dark girls. I thought you were talking about dark skin. I want to hear about dark girls and dark skin. Well, this is going to tie into it so strong you're not going to believe it. So I said all these things to say that so-called African Americans are doing nothing more than reliving, fulfilling prophecy just like all the other people on the planet are. We are not doing nothing new under this sun. We are fulfilling prophecies. If you want to know what's going on in our world, 
you study the trends, everything is repeating. You just study the trend. That's why they say old people are so wise, because they watch certain things happen over and over and over again. After a while, you don't need the newspaper. You pretty much can predict what's going to happen because mankind is doing the same thing over and over and over. Well, that's what Moses was saying in Deuteronomy 28, especially verse 46, where it says these blessings or curses is going to be up on you forever, Israel. So when you read some ancient times in the Bible, just know that it's going to repeat. It's going to repeat. Up on Israel, though. This is the life of Israel. Gentiles can't stay the same. Even though things repeat, repeat, repeat. With regards to what Moses said in Deuteronomy 28, those specific, specific blessings and curses is to be upon Israel for true Jews, and it's supposed to repeat forever. So, having said all of that, we find ourselves dark skinned, scattered throughout the four corners. And in a place called America, and going through what we go through as a people because of this so-called dark skin. When you look at the exact oppression of this dark skin, of the, the disrespect people have that wear this dark skin, and you look at those curses set forth in Deuteronomy 28 and also in Leviticus 26, they're throughout the whole Bible. But these are chapters that are concentrated, uh, where they're actually concentrated. There's a lot more curses and blessings in these chapters than any other other chapters. That's why everybody quoted Deuteronomy 20 and Leviticus 26. Now, when you look at what's to happen to Israel, that is exactly what's happening to dark-skinned people all over this planet, all over uh, this country. And by the way, while I'm on it, I'm about to get off of Israel and go switch gears and get more into the to the dark skin. Um, I don't believe that all dark skinned people are Israelites. I don't believe that all dark skinned people are the Jews. I do believe that initially Israel was people with dark skin, dark girls, dark boys, and they were scattered. They were scattered. The Bible says that over I know it over 20 times he would scatter Israel. He would scatter them. He would scatter them. He would scatter them throughout the four corners. I do believe initially they were very dark-skinned people. But if you send Israelites in a northern area of the globe where the population is mostly people less pigmented, I don't think, I don't care how dark your skin is, I don't think when you uh, populate with People with very little pigmentation over years and years and hundreds of years, if not thousands, what thousands of years, there's no way you're going to stay as strong as as dominant as melanin is. You cannot handle an environment where uh, you're constantly mixing it with people with very little pigmentation. So Israel did become white, so-called white, when they were scattered into the north. So I do believe some of those people in Israel today are the true, authentic, biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, I do believe that. And I think those are some of the ones that accept us uh, when we go to Israel. Those are the ones that are fighting for policy because they know within the spirit who we are. And I think that may be, I don't have a number, but that, I think it can be as little as 1%. But I just don't think the vast majority of those people in that land are indeed the true Israelites. 
I think they've been lied to. I think they're good people. I think they're very no, uh, very, uh, very good people. But I just think they've been lied to, just like we've been lied to. They've been lied to as to who they are, and so the whole arrogance they have, and that, that uh, and they definitely think themselves to be something they're not. Uh, what the scripture tells us not to do, but they don't even know who they are. I don't think they know, have a clue who they are. Some of them know about the Khazars and uh, K H A Z A R. Uh, that converted to Judaism a long time ago. They know about how that's how Europe wind up. That's how Europeans wind up being Jews. They know about that, but some of them don't. Again, uh, that's K H A Z A R Khazars. Do a search on you. They're on the internet. Go ahead and look at them. You never heard of that. But this is where the original Jews come from. So why do I bring that up? Because the original Jews were dark-skinned people, dark girls, dark boys, dark kids, dark adults, dark old folks. Brother said, you're saying a lot. Where's your proof? How do you know? Well, tonight, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into how Brother Seth knows, how he knows. How does he know these things? Why do you just sit up and say these things? I'm telling you, folks, it is old news. We are the ones that how that are full of lies. Many people been knowing this. The more people that know the truth than that believe the lie. It's just that most of them are dead and gone. But in ancient times, everybody knew the Israelites were. It wasn't a question of who, what white skin was in ancient times, because in ancient times those people were cursed. And those people are us. There's no such thing as a white man, no such thing as a white race of people, folks. I know we look at white people and we say, and I'm saying white people, so y'all know who I'm talking about, but I know we look at people today, the so-called white, and we think they are so different when we look at their hair, their this, their that, and that. But what we need to do is be a little clever. Look at the Indians from India. You won't have no doubt in your mind those people come from Africa, right? Well, they hair, white people have hair like them. I, I used to say they have hair like white people. Never say that. Never say that anybody have hair like white people, lips like white people, nose like white people, because Europe is too much of a baby. It'd be like saying your grandma got hair like your baby. Uh, your grandma have hair like her grandbabies. And all the grandbabies got hair like the grandma. Europe, white people, so-called white people, do not own any characteristics. None. Well, she's got lips like white people. No, white people got lips like she got. Indians kind of have the hair that white people have. No, white people have hair like Indians. And Indians have hair like Africans. Every characteristic of humanity is inside of Africa. Even something as trivial as flat butts. There are tribes in Africa that have absolutely, positively no butts. And I was able to see this with my own eyes. 
thousands and thousands. Nobody look like a bunch of what white people look used to look like back in the day. There are tribes in Af- Africa, thousands and thousands that do not that grow above what is it, three of feet? The pygmies, and they are grown people. Will break you down. Go off there thinking you know these people are grown people. They have warriors. They will kill you. Oh, they will do wonderful things for you. I'm saying they are viable nation, or I should say, group of people. There are people in Africa by the thousands. That seem like all of them are over seven feet. If you want height, you talk about Africa. If you want the shortest people, you talk about Africa. If you want the darkest people, you talk about Africa. If you want the lightest people, you're talking about Africa. If you want long face bone structure, you're talking about Africa. If you want that oriental bone structure, you're definitely talking about Africa. Whatever facial structure there is, it's in Africa. And it's also in another place that's really weird. It's in Europe. Now, somebody might say, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is it in Europe? Very, very simple. Europe is very close to Africa. Albinos often migrated to a colder climate that was more conducive for them. So you have every facial structure in Europe because it's right next door to where headquarters is for all features. When you start going out further, there wasn't that much back and forth from Africa, so they have the tendency to have one look. You know, a group of people migrate to China, and they all, they're family, so, you know, they're going to, you have very few types of people because you're so far away, the further you go, the, 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 the less of features you have. I know that sounds, I know y'all got that. I'm going to say it again. The further you go from the motherland, the less you come in contact with the different features in the motherland. This, this is just common sense. This ain't nothing you need to be. I mean, I'm I'm sure if you want Dr. Jabotsky, which I'm trying to play a little later, she'll probably go into some of this. There's a lot of, you know, I can always throw something at you. That's why I mentioned earlier about the library. Again, look at my page there that that has the show description. I actually go to my front page, open up a new browser, and go to the front page, www.blogtalkradio.com, slash five smooth stones. That's five, the number five, the number five, not the word five, the number five, um, blogtalkradio.com, the number five, underscore smooth, underscore stones. Look at where it talks about the purpose for five smooth stones. Expand it. Go to the very bottom. There's a link to my library. I think I'm going to go ahead and try to put that in the uh, 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 chat room to help y'all out. But listen, folks, there are all kinds of scientists that say what I'm saying. So you just got to do your research. Some of y'all just got that newspaper mentality. You just want to pick up the newspaper and and they tell you everything. Don't work like that. This kind of truth, you either have to go to expensive universities like the Harvard, the Yales, and and a lot of black universities for sure, for sure, for sure, black universities. Um, and you got then you can hear these kinds of truths 
Otherwise, you won't hear them. You live every day, never, ever hear these truths, okay? But I promise you, they're there. I promise you, they're there. And if you get a hold of me, I can really direct you and uh, where you should go, okay? Uh, and I just put the link in, and I'm letting everybody know right now, this is my library, Okay? So you go there, you can see all kind of authors talking about, but they use the big words that y'all like. You know, some of y'all like to hear the big words. And, uh, you know, they can break it down and make you feel like you're more in a college setting. I'm just giving it to you hard, cold, um, I don't even know what you call this. I'm just giving it to you my way. Anyway, folks, we're talking about tonight, dark girls, dark girls. And we're talking about tonight what makes dark girls or dark boys or dark kids or dark older people or dark adults, what makes them dark? talking about melanin. And we're going to talk about the extreme absence of melanin, which is albinoism. Okay? I'm going to get back to what I was talking about earlier in a minute. So, I wanted to say this about Africa. All the features Everything is in that continent. A comedian and a historian by the name of Dick Gregory said something funny. He said, Africa is where civilization started. He said, the animals never left. Think about that for a second. The animals never left. So you can rewrite history and try to lie and knock off the noses of black people, off the stinks, and burn down the libraries in Alexandria. You can um, just whitewash all of the uh, Bible characters with the you know, you can have Michelangelo to repaint, or render or white images of the Lord's Supper. You can try to hide black folks' history. You can secretly sanction Africa and make them look like they're just a bunch of lazy, sex aids, having um, illiterate, non-contributing continent. But you ain't going to go move no 300-pound rhinoceros, thousands of them. You're not going to go move no 800,000 giraffes. You're not going to go move no 75,000 elephants. You're not going to do that. (laughs) So even though Dick Gregory, with his silly self, he's a very smart man, I shouldn't say silly, but that that joke is very much true. 
civilization started in Africa, the animals never left. Yes, a few tigers might have made their way up to India. Now those types of tigers is not much in Africa anymore. But India, nor any other nation or area in that region of the world has more to offer than the continent of Africa. And I think it's that way even with with um, agriculture. I think they have the most exotic flowers and so forth, but for sure the animals. Folks, I'm trying to get y'all to think tonight. We can turn this into a Bible study, but I've learned that some of y'all either don't understand or you don't even trust the Bible. The body. A lot of times, what we need is right between our ears. In other words, it's already in our spirits who we are. The scripture says it like this, and I'll look it up for you as well. It says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit and knoweth all things. You have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and you know all things. One more time. You have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and you know all things. And that can be found in First John. Two and twenty. I'm gonna slow this down because I really want y'all to hear me out. Because I'm gonna say something very. Some of y'all be upset with what you're gonna hear tonight because you just don't hear it often. With regards to dark girls, you're gonna hear some things about melanin that you probably never heard before, and it might be offensive, especially to some of our white brothers and sisters been taught all their lives. That white skin is superior, more beautiful, more this, more that. First John 2 and 20 says, But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Well, if you know all things, why do you need pastors, preachers, teachers, and all of that, Seth? Well, the reason why you need these preachers, prophets, teachers, evangelists, etc., etc., you need each other. Is because you can't always hear the Holy One inside of you because we have all this noise from the world. So this is why we need churches, Bible study, you know, Bibles, et cetera, et cetera, because we can't always hear. But the answer is inside of you. And tonight, I'm appealing unto the spirit of you. The spirit of you. Deep off inside of you, I'm talking to one person as many times as people that are here. So I know yesterday we had almost 100 people listening. And uh, so I'm talking to one person 
Yesterday I talked to one person a hundred times. That's the way I look at it. So I'm talking to you. You. Listen to me right now. And I'm saying for you to tune into this broadcast, there's obvious an issue with either how you see dark skin, which you may be you or maybe a, a close uh, loved one, and you either listening to share this to, or to uh, digest it yourself. So first and foremost, let me tell you this. Don't trust anybody. Trust the Holy One that allows you to know all things that's inside of you. Folks, I'm going to say this to you. I have all kind of people. I don't want to exhaust all my enemies. God knows I'm not high enough. They see the library. That's the first step. You go there, you would at least have at least 12 books on what I'm talking about. But if you would go to the website, there's four videos, audios, giving you more details about telling the different uh, angles various people come at the same thing. Five, F-I-B-E. Smooth, stones, S-T-E-S, that's plural, stones, five smooth stones dot webs dot com. Go there. Give us a phony name. You don't have to give us your real name. And just give us an email address. Don't have to give us your real email address. We're just mainly trying to get you uh, to be a part of the website and you can enjoy the audios, videos, talking about these five topics that we call the five smooth stones, which is nothing more than five answers to five questions I ask the most high. So, with regards to dog girls, with regards to dog girls, let me do a little something here. I'm going to play a clip where you can hear from some of these dog girls that have been painting from being a dog girl and have wore this skin and have not been happy with the treatment of society, even their own brothers and sisters, their own community. Uh, it, it would make one really be sad to hear what some people are going through. Not all people. I know we're rising as a people, as humanity, we're learning better to not treat people this way. I understand, I understand, I understand. But some people are still going through it. Some people are still going through it. And Brother Seth is just here to, to kill this, this lie. Brother Seth is just here to to just destroy uh, the philosophy of white supremacy. I think it has done so much damage to the planet. Okay? And I got some things. When I come back, y'all going to like some angles. We're going to come at this, which I promise you you never heard. If you are a so-called white person and you think I am cuckoo and you think I am just, you got to stay tuned. Because when I get through talking about what the Father did when he made mankind, what he said he did in the scriptures, and get to talk about uh, as it relates to uh, leucism, L-E-U-C-I-S-M, I think I got that right, leucism, uh, albinoism in plants and animals, and, and a lot of angles, we, we're not going to try to repeat anything we said last night, 
Um, so we're gonna it's gonna be all new stuff. So if you heard it last night, you think, oh, I need to hear it again tonight. Oh, yes, you do, because we're gonna miss some things we did not get into yesterday that validates this whole um, philosophy or teaching or reality of uh, black, uh, dark skin being the dominant uh, of the two. Um, between down, between a white skin and dark skin, what we call white skin and what we call dark skin. When we get through talking, you're going to see how it's impossible, impossible, that early man could have been uh, a white nation, a white vast group of people. Yes, there was always, always blonde hair, blue eyes. But they call it albinism. Albinism is oldest man, but not ever a nation. Not ever a nation. This was from the most I had in this plan in, in a lot of times to bring forth the people. And, and a lot of people don't know this, but I do believe that the Father did call a people from the hills of Europe. But they're not a nation based upon their skin color, though, okay, because he called lots of people from Europe. And they weren't always white, okay? We'll talk about that, too. So we'll be right back. Uh, this is going to be uh, actually clips from the documentary by uh, director Bill Duke uh, called Dark Girls. So this is a clip from Dark Girls. So enjoy this. Stand up and be who she is rather than someone who she's told she should be. Powerful. Right. Th this, this was a process for yourself. You did a lot of research. You traveled a lot. Um, what are some of the things that maybe you probably captured in the movie that our audience will see that surprised even yourself? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I can tell you a couple of things. Um, the degree of pain we weren't prepared for, the level of the pain. And at such a young age, um, you'll see a six-year-old child pointing to posters, and when they ask her which is the pretty doll, which never hurts, it's a white doll. And they ask her what the ugly doll is, it's her. It looks like her little dark finger. She's the smart child. And why is she the smart child? Okay, show me the dumb child. And why is she the dumb child? Because she hates. Well, show me the ugly child. And why is she the ugly child? Because she's great. Show me the good-looking child. And why is she the good-looking child? Because she likes skating. Um, what surprised us is our own self-evolution as two dark-skinned black men. Um, <laughs> it, you know, when you do real research, it's a danger because uh, you don't know you're researching yourself also. You start off researching others. Absolutely. And then as you do research, you are involved in that process. And then self-analysis occurs. And not all, not all of the conclusions of that self-analysis are pretty. It made us really understand how do we come to 
our aesthetic um, conclusions in terms of what makes a woman beautiful? I mean, what do we prefer and how we prefer it in our lives right. and why? Right. That was one of the most significant evolutions for me or revelations for me in terms of me as a human being and also for Chan because it made us both say, hmm, we're also products of something. Absolutely. So there's, there's a natural inclination to gravitate towards a certain hue even for men. But let me let yes, me ask you because we're, because we're taught we're, 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 we're from a very early age, it's kind of embedded in you at a very this from is your, like from your from father and mother, right? You see what I'm saying? Right. It's it's not like you see a certain hue and then you respond to it either positively or negatively. It's something that was, you know, kind of it's it's in you that comes with you from what you learn from, you know, uh, the process of of, of your uh, when you're growing up. Um, have you had any audience responses that have surprised you yourself? Like people who have watched this movie? What, what do people tell you when they come to you after watching the movie? Uh, a lot of, some of the most powerful things are women saying, thank you for giving us a voice. Uh, we had no voice with this and we were embarrassed to talk about it. We've been in pain for many years. Thank you for giving us a voice mm. to discuss it. Other people say to us, um, is it really necessary to discuss this any longer? Aren't we past that in this post-racist era? Some black folks actually believe that. Um, and we control our tempers when they say that. Um, there's something that happened. I'll tell you something that's not, we didn't get on, cam we got on camera, but was probably one of the most painful interviews we had, if not the most painful one but the sound was not right, and we lost, lost some of the footage. A dark-skinned woman uh, from Poughkeepsie, New York, where I'm born, uh, we're interviewing her, and we ask her, what is the most painful thing about this entire thing in terms of you and what you've gone through? And she said, she's like in her, I think, early 40s, late 30s, and she said, well, well that's easy. Until the last 10 years or so, I had very low self-esteem. And so when I went out with a man... Uh, or when I had a boyfriend, I go to his apartment, or he'd come to mine. Um, and, if, and if we went out in public, which was seldom, I would drive him and kind of act as an assistant. But I have never ridden in the passenger seat of a man's car. Saying that, you know, if I, if I had a little girl, I just, I didn't want her to be dark. I remember saying that. I didn't want her to be dark like me. When you're around so many people that you trust, you know, simply because you're looking at another black person, you're thinking, oh, they're black, I'm black. You know, they're not going to have anything derogatory to say about me. But when you live so many years with people having certain judgments relative to your skin tone, you start to believe it. A friend of mine had recently had a baby. And so, you know, it was my first time seeing a baby, and the baby was beautiful. And she said, girl, I'm 
so glad she didn't come out dark. And when she said it, it felt like a dagger, like someone took a dagger and stuck it in my heart because I was used to expecting hearing things like that from other races. But this was someone that I considered to be my sister. Skin color amongst the black community is a huge issue in our time. This is not a phenomenon. It's, it's, just, um, it's just the reality in the black culture. I believe we didn't like ourselves. I'm sure it started with slavery, but I think we kept the, the vicious cycle going. I mean, you know, dark-skinned women, I don't, I don't really like dark-skinned women. Like, they look funny beside me. So, you know, I'd rather not date a dark-skinned woman. You rather light-skinned girl? Yeah, light-skinned pretty girl, long hair, don't care. That took our breath away, literally. Yeah, absolutely. So, at the end of it all, how do you define a dark girl? Who is a dark girl? I mean, we, we have very different color complexions as... Okay. Again, that was Bill Duke being interviewed for his movie, Dark Girls. And I'm sure if you're light-skinned or if you're lighter than a paper bag, you probably, well, you might understand it because you have relatives. But then again, it won't probably register with you, even though you might be a so-called black person. You won't feel the pain, as they say, unless you go through it. If you are darker than a paper bag, and remember that used to be the test back in the day, still, even though people don't say paper bag, this paper bag, that I still think it's around. It's just subtle. Like you heard the brothers just say they prefer light-skinned women. A lot of brothers, they'll say, make comments like, oh, you know, I'm down with black, dark girls, you know, black of the beard, the sweet of the juice. And I talked about that on yesterday. And what I said on yesterday, I'm saying again tonight, that's kind of, even though I know where the brothers are coming from and they mean well, they're trying to make a very bad situation good, and that's to be applauded. But I think we got to really look at that statement, the dark, the bear, the sweet, the juice. It, it, it really is, I think, registering with anybody intelligent that you're giving me a, an excuse or it's almost like you're saying, oh, you're pretty too. You know, I know it's in the dark of the berry, the sweet of the juice, but in reality, that's a fruit. Because what, what are the light-skinned sisters going to think if you're saying the dark of the berry, the sweet of the juice, isn't they beautiful also? So I don't like the dark of the berry, the sweet of the juice. I like just reality and truth. Truth of the matter is God made his people from the dust of the earth, dark, very dark-skinned people, and we begin to sin, and we begin to sin. We begin to have babies. Um, we begin to not be able to have babies, our women. When we begin to sin, we begin to not be able to have hair. All these things is due to the body experiencing some type of. Uh, uh, it's a result of sin, is what it is. But uh, throughout the scriptures, uh, you see people that. Was it wasn't a nice thing to be able to not have a baby? You know, it was this curse. 
a lot of women was cursed with this. And it wasn't a thing, balling of the hair in Leviticus 13 was not spoken favorably. The balling of the hair, gray hair, all of this is because of old age and stress. I'm just saying to lose pigmentation, is what I'm getting around to, was the same type of thing. It was associated with a curse. People was cursed to be white in the Bible. Folks don't talk about it. Folks get embarrassed because of it. And I don't know what to tell you other than that's the book. So how are dark-skinned people to feel? Whatever the Bible says, whatever the Most High say about dark skin, that's the way you should feel. If it's cursed, it's just cursed. If it's his original choice, it's his original choice. Whatever he says, that's how you should feel. And it just so happens that was his original choice for skin, very dark skin is what the Most High decided to make his man out of. How do you know, Brother Seth? How do you know? Come on, how do you know? We went over a little bit yesterday, and I said I won't repeat too much, but I'm going to talk about this just a little bit. In the book of Genesis, in fact, let's just go ahead and uh, find it right quick, because I don't want y'all to think I'm making up stuff. In the book of Genesis, the Scripture says that God... Made man from the dust of the earth. Okay, God made man from the dust of the earth. And if you notice a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, dirt when we look outside, this dirt has been bombarded by the sun and radiation and all the things. That Crazy things we're doing in our environment But if you go down about a feet or two Make it two or three You see the farther you go down The darker that dirt gets And all scientists Unless they're retarded I shouldn't say that That wasn't nice But all scientists And farmers I'm going to say most Because you always got one or two That's different Most farmers most scientists will tell you that the most fertile soil is going to be the dark soil. When we die, we all begin to go back to this color. This is the color of our planet. This is the color in animals. This color is found in fruit. A fruit or vegetation without melanin you don't want to eat. Animals without color is going to scare the heck out of you. In the most highest wisdom, he made his living beings and his vegetation full of melanin. It is ludicrous, silly, goofy, stupid, probably demonic to think that to be white or light, a recessive trait from this dark hue was his original choice. 
This is why I believe, and you do too, to be honest with yourself, that the original man, original woman, or the original children were very dark-skinned people because very dark-skinned people are the only... And I'm not talking about the people themselves, the spirit themselves, that soul themselves. I'm talking about an evolution of skin. That's it. We are not our skin. We are spirits. Far more important than skin, even though skin is very important. We are spirits living and having an experience in a body clothed with skin. I want everybody to try this experiment. This is one of the things I didn't do yesterday, I'm doing today. That's why I pays to listen to both shows. But yesterday I wasn't able to do something. I want to try this. I want everybody tomorrow to get a chance. Hopefully you go into something like a mall or something you see lots of people. I want you to pick out a person that you think of the different race than you. And if you are a black person, so-called black person, I want you to pick out a white person that you feel is so different than you with regards to their skin and stare at them. And I want you to stare long enough to envision the same features they have, but dark same nose they got, but dark. Same lips they got, but dark. You will find that the only thing that's going to throw you, maybe, they're female, this won't throw you, because uh, most females, white and black, a lot of them have the same kind of hair, because our women trying to look white, it's the truth. So the hair may be the same, but if you can just darken them up, talking to black folks with regards to looking at white people. They look like somebody that's probably your family that have the smaller lips and more narrow nose. Somebody in your family probably looks like them or you know somebody. White people are not that different. Again, my belief is we are them, they are us. Just one more pigment than the other. Look at them talking to so-called black people, look at these people tomorrow and color them in. Make them dark in your mind. And you will see Brother Seth ain't smoking on nothing. These people really do look like us. They just have no pigmentation or little pigmentation. And by the, by the way, I'm glad I thought to say that because white people do, most white people do, have pigmentation. They would not be able to have albinos themselves unless they had some melanin. Anybody with melanin can produce albinos. I'm not saying somebody would or want to. I'm just saying this is talking about the evolution of skin. I'm talking about producing blonde hair, blue eyes, whitest of the whitest skin that can't even look at the sun because there's not enough melanin in the pupil to protect the sun, the eyeballs from the sun. Folks, let me tell y'all something. I want y'all to write this down here. It's something I didn't say yesterday. So I paid to listen to both shows. If you don't have melanin 
a, a certain degree of it. The very beautiful, wonderful sun that the whole planet needs for many, many things, not just vitamin D, many things. That friendly, beautiful, much-needed sun can kill you. The very sun can kill you dead without proper dosage, proper um, elevation, whatever you want to call it, proper, if you're not melanated. However, if you're melanated, and this is not something, this is something y'all all probably have heard, you just didn't write it down. This is science, one-on-one. If you are melanated people, on the other hand, what the, the the relationship that the sun has with your melanin in your skin is wonderful, beautiful, a miracle. The way it produces energy and vitamin D and this, that, and the other, it is amazing. So when we start to look at dark girls, dark boys, dark grown-ups in this, Superior, those that are lighter skinned, you are so far from the truth, it's ridiculous. Now, to my white brothers and sisters, so-called white, because, again, I don't like to categorize people based upon color because it's totally not just unscriptural, but it's not politically correct and uh, it's probably flat-out sinful. It's just not right. But those of you that consider yourselves white, that society call you white, when you go to the mall, you see a black person next time, I want you to stare at them, especially those with the smaller lips, more pointed nose, and I want you to take away their pigmentation. That's right. I want you to unpigment them. There's a such word. Really look at them. Look at their skin and take away the pigmentation. And tell me, don't they look like a relative of yours or an old English teacher of yours or an old mechanic of yours? We are the same human family. I love to talk about I love to talk about the Indian people in India and Pakistan because white people have features like them. Notice I said white people have features like them. Most people say Indian features have Indian people have features like Caucasian. I don't say that because Europe is a baby. Europeans is even more a baby. Europeans, in terms of when I mean, what I mean by when I say Europeans, I'm talking about white-skinned people. They are seriously, and I shouldn't. It shouldn't be that Europeans have anybody been in Europe, but uh, let's just say white people, so y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, because that's what, what, how we all know. 
But white people as a nation is probably the newest of all nations or people to form. They're not an ancient nation. There's always on this planet been blonde hair and blue eyes, but they wasn't united uh, all the same. And I'm talking about albinos. They wasn't considered a white people. We say white people, we're talking about people that have pigmentation. Again, that's why white people can have albinos. But those people as a nation is new. Let me tell you something else. Think about this. This is some interesting. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of um, things that make you go, hmm, okay? Now check this out. White people and black people claim that white people are from Europe. I will agree that that's where most less pigmented people are at, regionally speaking, territorially speaking, geograph- geographically speaking. Yes, I will agree. They are in the Europe area. But there are people that is as white as it come in the nations of India and Pakistan in that region. White-skinned people have noses like those ancient people. White-skinned people in Europe, newly there, have lips like those ancient old nations. Now, Pakistan, the nation called Pakistan might be fairly new too, but what I'm saying is that region of people is much older. There were people residing more there before Europe even became a nation, before whites became a nation. So to my so-called white brothers and sisters, when you go to the mall tomorrow or you're at work and you see so-called black people that you think is so different than you, I want you to find one with the smallest lips and the more pointed nose and demelanize them. Take away their pigmentation and imagine them being a white skin and you will find they look just like maybe maybe your uncle, or maybe your music teacher, or maybe your gardener. We are the same folks, but I really, really want you to look at Pakistani. I want everybody to look at Pakistan and India. Think about them right now. There's a video on YouTube. On my profile, Blog Talk Radio, you can get a link to this video. You've got to see this. You want to see something that blow your mind? Go to my video and look under, let me see, I'm going to find it for you because I want y'all to see this. I'm going to put this also in the chat room. I'm being nice tonight. I'm going to put this in the chat room and I'm going to show y'all something. There's a video. It's asking the question, have you ever seen a news anchor person of Indian or Pakistan descent? Have you ever seen a news person, Indian or Pakistan Descent, and you will say no, you haven't. You know why you're gonna say that? You know why you're gonna say that? Because if you saw, no, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. Back, let me back up. 
The question is, have you ever seen an albino news anchor person from Pakistan or India? Have you ever seen a person that's an albino that lives in that region, India or Pakistan? The reason why they asked that question, they just mentioned the, the, the job news anchor person because that's a very uh, public figure. They could have said, have you ever seen an albino Indian entertainer? Well, what they're trying to get you to say is you've never seen it. You have never seen an albino. I'm, I'm going to say it and ask it another way, a more clear way than they ask. Have you ever seen an Indian albino, period? Never. You've never seen it. Because when you see a person from India or from Pakistan that's an albino, you will not be able to know they're Indian or albino because they're going to look just 100% like a European because of the nose and the lips, and then they already have uh, uh, that hair that resemble whites. So the hair is what gives them away, which is what uh, mixes them in. So I'm going to say it again. In your studies, in your uh, life, have you ever seen an albino from India? You're going to tell me, well, no. Because albinos from India, if they have traditional Indian features, the smaller lips, the smaller um, nose, the more pointed nose, you will not be able to tell. So in this video that's on my page, and I'm trying to find right now, but I'm talking too much here. I'm not talking too much. I'm just trying to do too much here. But let me make sure I'm still online here because I'm uh, – anyway – You're going to find that you won't ever find that person. So what this video is attempting to do is show people that you'll never find that person because that person, that person has 100% European features, and you will not be able to tell, uh, not be able to spot an Indian albino. Brother Seth, what does this have to do with dark girls? I'm trying to show you folks that white people are comes out of every non white people, white skinned people, blonde hair, blue eyed people from an albinoism is in every single country in the world. When you see them in the Indian area, you won't know them from white people. So if white people, that's the home of white people, Europe, explain what's going on in India. I took, picked those people up, those albinos from India, and dropped them in Europe. They can fit in and nobody would know who they are. So and it's the same with Ethiopia. Ethiopia have, uh, or I should say whites have the same uh, characteristics with regards to the narrow nose and smaller lips as the Ethiopians. Remember, say it like that. Don't say Ethiopians have white lips. Because white people, 
white people, I'm not talking about the soul of white people, the spirit of white people, I'm talking about the, the features of so-called Caucasians. Those are not originals of Europe. Those features are originals or from the continent of Africa. In Africa, there is every feature, like I said earlier, every feature on the planet is in that continent, from flat butts to big butts to, to different body structures, thigh structures, jaw structures, everything. And also, ironically, those same features are in Europe. And I know that confuses a lot of people. And I said this earlier, I'm saying again, y'all bear with me. Some things I'm repeating. I know I said all this earlier. But the reason why all of these features are in Europe is because Europe is right next door to Africa. And when they had the great migration of all those albinos, I know that's what happened. I know it will happen. Some people have different things to quote in history, proving it. I don't even need that. I just know by the spirit that those people come from those dark, those white people come from those dark-skinned people in Africa, and they had to have migrated up there because those that colder condition was more conducive, more uh, uh, healthy for them. And I just believe they became a mighty people. And furthermore, the Bible says it. The Bible talks about how that, you know, uh, God preserved, he had Israel, uh, Moses, excuse me, to preserve those Israelites that had white skin or that was turning white, Leviticus 13 and 13, or that had uh, any type of uh, what they called back in that time leprosy. I know when I say the word leprosy, y'all's brains go to work and you think you know what leprosy is. I'm going to tell you, no disrespect to any of you, but most of y'all have a clue what leprosy is. What you're thinking is leprosy got absolutely positive, nothing to do with Bible leprosy. Bible leprosy was nothing more than total loss of pigmentation. Total loss of pigmentation. In other words, albinoism was biblical Bible leprosy. Vitiligo was biblical Bible leprosy. Just read the, uh, Leviticus 13. Leviticus 13 is uh, talking about various types of leprosy. Now, what it is talking about is as far as I'm saying, when any man will have a bright spot, a rising, or a scab. Now, I know when I say scab, automatically y'all saying, see, I told you, I knew it had to do with sores. Leviticus 13 is going to be the main handbook on leprosy. And when it talks about a bright spot, it's obviously a white spot. When it talks about a rising, that's when the skin kind of has this rising, like a rising, and then a scab is a scab. When it talks about a scab and a rising, it is not talking about the scab and rising itself being leprosy. It's white skin that forms around the rising and scab. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all didn't get that. When you're reading throughout Leviticus 13, it talks about uh, telling his priest what to look for to determine if it's leprous or not. It's having these priests look, analyze, dissect what is leprosy or not. Leprosy is whiteness. So they're to look at these different things like um, rising, scales. 
scare, bright spot, and then to look at these different things and see what kind of white spot is it. The whiteness itself is leprosy, but here comes a person with a scab, and the scab is healing, and it's white. You know when you get a sore to this very day, every single one of y'all should know what I'm talking about, because when you get sores of any size and it begins to go away, you know how it forms your white, white, whiteness around it? That's all these people was talking about in Leviticus 13. That's where it relates to a scab. Okay, but things like um, boils in there, boils, the word boils. So when a person have a boil, you know, when the boil heals, it leaves a white spot. So the boil itself is not leprosy. But these ministers, I don't know if they do it on purpose. I don't know if they're doing, I don't know if there's a conspiracy. But they try to teach you that the boil itself is a leprosy. The scab itself is a leprosy. The rising itself is a leprosy. It's very clear throughout the scripture that the white skin that comes from it is the leprosy. Now, that's with regards to boils and scabs. But what about the white spot? It's saying when you even have a white spot on your body, you go get checked out by the preachers in Vedical times back in the Bible days. And they were supposed to look at that white spot. If that white spot spread, which today we call that vitiligo, and it covers all of your body, when that white spot spreads, the priest was supposed to constantly keep uh, uh, putting you away for seven days. And that's another thing. When they say put you away for seven days, preachers are preaching that that must have meant they was contagious. They was not contagious. I spoke with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Chitty. I mentioned him on yesterday. Dr. Chitty is the president of the Eagles. Uh, excuse me, over the dermatology department at the University of Cincinnati. I'm talking a little fast because I want to cover a lot more ground here. I, I'm not touching the service. I got all kind of notes here, some juicy things I haven't got out yet. And y'all really want to hear what I got to say. But I got to bring this up. I know I talked about it yesterday, but Dr. Chetty was over the dermatology department at the University of Cincinnati. He's no longer there, but if you call that department, maybe they can give you his contact. But I interviewed him and I said, Dr. Chetty, Talk to me about the leprosy you treat versus the leprosy that, of the Bible. And Dr. Chetty told me that the leprosy he treats is nothing, has nothing to do with the leprosy of the Bible. The leprosy of the Bible, he says you didn't die, which is true. The leprosy of the Bible uh, was not as it was, was uh, not contagious. The leprosy that he treats, that you're thinking right now, uh, listener, Probably in some of y'all's minds, the leprosy you're thinking of is what Dr. Chetty treated. That that you're thinking of, that's what Dr. Chetty treated. And that leprosy, you die. You don't live very long. When the fingers uh, retard, go backwards, uh, don't grow right, uh, pus, uh, bloody, all this stuff, that's what he treated. He said it has absolutely nothing to do with him. He's absolutely right. And y'all don't know if I really talked to him or not, right? You don't know if I'm making something right? So that's why I say call. The University of Cincinnati has to determine our dermatology department. I'm going to say that Dr. J no longer there. But they may give you the email, I guess, maybe his phone number. I don't know. I would play this for uh, several people, including the church, uh, this interview. So there are people, especially you in the Cincinnati area, y'all know what I'm talking about. Can I get an amen from those of you up in Cincinnati that have heard Dr. Chetty, a sermon or, or interview, rather? So anyway... I said I like to say that we're talking about dark girls tonight. We're talking about dark girls. We're talking about dark skin. And uh, I'm just happy to uh, uh, go to the extreme and talk about leprosy uh, just a little bit. 
because we've got a lot more to cover, and I talked about this yesterday also. So I want to stay on leopard's head just a very little more. A few more things I'm going to say, and then we're going to switch gears here. But anyway, in the Bible days, in the Bible days, many kings were smitten with leprosy. One king I'm thinking of got leprosy in the forehead. He was smitten with leprosy in the forehead. If you get leprosy in the forehead, folks, think about this for your own reasoning. Think about this. If you get leprosy in the forehead, how does that have to do with what you think in leprosy is, what y'all hear in leprosy is? If you get leprosy in the forehead, and I haven't forgot about that link. I'm going to give you all this link to this video where they're asking, can you find a, a Pakistani um, radio announcer? I'm going to get I'm going to get that right now for you. But anyway, um, if you get leprosy in the forehead, folks, obviously it's not fingers being turned backwards. And remember, Gehazi, in the book of Second Kings, uh, who was smitten with leprosy, in the first place, one of the persons that, that got leprosy, how did he get his leprosy? I mean, how, how, no, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say, if he had fingers all twisted up and blood and how was he captain of an army? Some of y'all just got to think stuff out. You just don't think this stuff out because it's very simple. I sometimes wonder how do people get to the place where they even doubt that that dark skin, all this darkness around you, and I'm talking about in the positive darkness. I'm not talking about that negative. I'm talking about good darknesses that there's a such thing. I mean, our planet was ordered out of darkness. Some people believe that when the Bible says that God, the Most High made man in his own image, he was talking about the darkness because he's a spirit, and when you're dark, you can't be seen. I've heard that. Lots of people say that. When he made us in his image, it was the darkness because he's a spirit. Some people call it, over the call it a spook. You can't see him. And they even call black folks spook because they were so dark. So don't be too offended when people call you a, 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 a spook. Uh, see that? Because actually, that's what we was made to be, like a spook, dark, spirit. I know that went over a lot of folks' heads. But anyway, anyway, I'm just trying to get you all to think about what you are really saying. Okay, I got the link, and I'm about to post it in the chat room. You're going to see these brothers standing together. Oh, this just brings back memories of Y'all got to go back in the archives and listen to the shows on leprosy. I'm telling you, there's about 20 shows I bring on. I have guests some of the shows, but I have a lot of guests that I, I, I plug in audio clips from world scholars talking about this thing called melanin because that's what makes us dark. That's what makes animals dark. That's what makes plants dark. When you look at that and listen to these folks talk about the darkness and why it's important and what it comes from and what it is, especially Dr. Jewel, J-E-W-E-L-L, Pukram. When you do that, 
trust me, you will understand why Brother Seth talks so much about this. I'm telling you, it is just, I don't know how we as a humanity have gotten so ignorant into thinking that, let me just go ahead and put this link because I'm talking, I know y'all saying, when are you going to post the link? Hold on. Okay, here's the link. It's in there right now. This is the link where they got a bunch of people in this uh, video of Indian descent that happens to be albinos. And this is going to flip y'all out. I'm telling you, you got to read that. Please listen to me and not the video. Look, do it later. But you can maybe turn down and look at the pictures. Uh, <laughs> but these albinos in Asia, it's going to blow you away. They've never been, some of them have never been to Europe. And they look just like white people. What you're going to think is these are a bunch of white people just lying, posing, modeling as these folks, but they're really not from India. They're really not from Pakistan. And I like the video because it actually lets this one guy talk, and he even talk like these people from India. This one went to India. I wanted to see this from my own eyes, and I saw people there with vitiligo. Okay, so I saw people there from India. I didn't see a, a full albino, but I've seen them many times um, in documentaries and things like this video. So anyway, I just post that in the chat room. Click on it, folks. Please turn the sound down and listen to me. But uh, these albino um, in Asia is going to trip you out. They're going to trip you out because you're going to be very confused if you are uh, uh, thinking that white people live in Europe. No, every nun, every nation produce blonde hair, blue eyes, including white people that has melanin. The more melanin you are, the more likely it is you can produce albinoism. People from African, Africans, dark Africans, produce more albinos than anybody. So if we're producing white skin, why come we can't see and understand that we are the original people of the planet? Why come we can't see that? Why do we wrestle? That goes to show you how much the world is brainwashed. This is why I have a lot of respect for a lot of uh, 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 a lot of professionals. I think everything is whitewashed, including you know professionals. I think they lie, like the whole DNA um, hogwash. This whole thing where they can tell who the Israelites are, the Jews are from the, and they look at us like we crazy, no acknowledge who we are. I don't have no respect for those people. I'm very serious. I mean, I listen to them, but I take everything everybody say with a grain of uh, grain of salt. So, Brother Seth, I got a, more, a few more things. Brother Seth, got a few more things for y'all tonight. I got uh, Dr. Jablaski coming your way. Y'all got to check out this white, bad white lady. And uh, I just got to notice those of you on the chat room, you need to call the phone lines. Need to call the phone lines because we're gonna be about to uh, wrap this up. If you're not on the phone lines, you will miss out because uh, you won't be able to hear or do your computer in about 30 seconds. So I'm punching, I'm punching in the phone number right now. So all of you, y'all know how this works. All of y'all in the chat room, 
need to call this number, 760 283 You need to call it now. Well, actually, you got 60 seconds. But call it quickly, 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 so you won't be interrupted. And uh, let me give you an idea of what's happening next. Uh, I've got a lot coming at you. I've got two pages of stuff, things uh, that make you go, hmm, signs that make you go, hmm, confirmations. Your spirit is going to jump up and down. Some of the stuff you're going to be like, wow, I always thought that. I always felt that. So I got a lot coming at you, all right, including uh, we'll probably do another clip from the um, Dog Girls. So uh, let's right now take a little quick break where I can get something to drink, uh, music break. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 